Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generally Casual. I am Michael, and joined with me, as always, is my brother Richard, and this is the place where you can learn anything and everything through our terribly ADHD-riddled brains. (laughs) Our terrible ADHD brains. <laughs> and today, our brains have brought us to the wide world of bee talk. Ooh, um, super family apoidia. Oh, you're talking I, about the, I the like family the of bees. The scientific words for bees. Bees are insects that belong to the hymenoptera, optera, and the super family apoidia. Apoidia. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, and we're talking about bees today because I got on bee talk, and that's what my brain wanted to talk about. And as you, <laughs> if you have ADHD, you know to follow the uh, serotonin. And follow the serotonin. Yes, the the happy injection brain chemicals. Yes, follow the happy chemicals of your brain. Um, and as I mean, if you know anything about bees, the first place is bees are highly important in nature. Because they are part of the family of pollinators that help pollinate our flowers and our plants and keep them blooming over and over again. Looks like, based off of... Oh, whoa, wait. Is it saying that pollination helps in the reproduction of over 80% of the world's plants? Or is it saying bees are help that? Bees are vital for the pollination of flowering plants, which helps in the reproduction of over 80% of the world's plant species. So I think it's saying pollination does that. Yes. Not that bees do that. No. Bees are very important. No, bees are part of the pollinators, but yeah, aren't yeah. the only pollinators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because technically makes there are birds that also pollinate. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of insects that do too. Yeah, exactly. So bees are part of the group that is called, uh, that is pollinators. pollinators. Yes. Um, and as well as part of our introduction, there are over 20,000 different species of bees. Um including bumble, solitary, and honey bees. Um, which I think all of that is widely interesting because there's also things closely related to bees like wasps and yellow jackets. Both of those are terrible. Yes, which form awful looking hives that all they do is make more of themselves. Yep. Uh, and they're predators usually. Yes, they're predators. Bees are not. Yeah. Um and th- like uh, well there's actually I should say the common bees are not there's I'm actually sure there probably are predator bees uh, uh we didn't really research the origin of bees because there's yeah. one talking about bees but there's a funny greek myth about bees that um zeus and everybody was having a big old uh feast for somebody and it was a big party they invited everybody and during this big dinner this uh they basically said Whoever makes the best new dish, um, I think was a founder of um, the 12 seats finally being filled and kind of going, hey, we are the gods now. We are the god, the council Um, of gods. And during this big dinner, they said, hey, whoever makes the best dish will get one, uh, will earn themselves one wish from Zeus. And Zeus will do everything in his power to make sure that your request is followed through. And so they taste all these different foods and like, ooh, this is delicious. Oh, that's fine. That's great. And basically him and Hera were going to be the, the judges. Of course. Um, when finally this small yellow and black um, individual said, Zeus, you have to try mine. And it was Mickey Mouth. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
please don't sue us. <laughs> and it was this yellow nectar-like substance that was really sticky. Um, that was honey. And when they tried it, they were like, oh, this is so good. And they actually used the honey and mixed it with the ambrosia, the nectar of the gods, to sweeten it up and make it more of a delicious filling um, substance. And the bee uh, was basically like, oh, yes, you love mine. So um, I spend every day, all day, and it takes me months to make just this amount and I have to deal with predators and blah 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 and you haven't blessed me with a way to um to defend, defend myself. myself and um and you like I make such delicious uh, food and you even recognize it and it was basically like putting a lot of blame on Zeus going rah like like you need you, to give you me really this. like this yes but I'm blaming you because I have so many hardships yes and Zeus looks at looks at the bee and goes how dare you insult a god I never said you would get a wish I would said you would get a request from me yeah. uh, doing the whole Zeus shenanigans right and he's like you will get a way to defend yourself and then like blesses the bee with the stinger on its back but he said but that stinger is connected to your inner organs. Oh. And if you use it to defend yourself, you, you will die. suffer the worst fate and you will die. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a brutal story for the bee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that's actually something about a lot of bees is that um, their stinger is uh, unlike a, a, a yellow jacket or a wasp. Um, their stinger has um, hooks on it. And just like a harpoon, when it sticks into something, it gets stuck and it pulls out the inside of the bee, thus I, killing I it. I literally saw that firsthand. Yes. Uh, my daughter got stung recently, literally on Saturday, before we started our, our golf game on Saturday. And she, she didn't realize that the bee was flying around her. It landed on her. She went to go swat it away because she thought it was a fly, and she ended up pushing it and putting it in between her body and her arm. And the bee didn't like that and stung her in the arm. She opened it up and she's like, oh, I got stung. Ow. And the bee flew off. Um, but the stinger had a little little bit of white gunk attached to it. And that was the inside of the bee. Yep. And then the bee flew off and died. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so it's, like, it's pretty depressing. It, if the bee just didn't have the small hooks on its stinger it would be able to survive right. and sting over and over again. Um, and I'm not quite sure why it has that or why evolutionary it was de- it was determined that it should die after stinging while more predatory animals who don't make honey don't need to die and just continue to sting over and over again. But- well, I mean, bees also have a, a natural um, ability to reproduce fairly quickly as well. They, they multiply very quickly. Yes. So um, actually, some uh, recent news events. There is apparently a huge swarm that was inside of New York Times Square. Oh, really? Uh, within the last week, that there was uh, tens of thousands of bees that have all gathered on a window in Times Square. Wow. Uh, there was actually so many of them; it was covering like I think eight panes, like fully. <laughs> wow. Um, and they were swarming and angry, and they were just stinging people like all up and down Times Square. It was a wild little video to watch. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's bees and their their whole like life cycle is actually kind of crazy because they do things very royally. 
Yes. <laughs> um, so in a bee colony, there are three types of bees. There is the queen, there is the workers, and then there are the drones. Um, the queen bee is the only reproductive female in the colony and can live for several years. Um, in fact, the queen bee is the only one who can produce females in general. Um, the worker bees are the females who didn't become queens. And we'll talk about what, like how that, how they differentiate between those. Um, and they do the majority of the colony's tasks, such as Forging, nursing the young, and building and maintaining the hive. And then the last are the drones, which are the male bees, whose primary purpose is to mate with the queen with a queen from another colony. Um, so how do we make these different kind of bees? So um, basically, when the queen lays her eggs inside the little pods of a hive, um, either they become male or female, and if the queen is not doing her job correctly or she's getting older, then they will raise the female into a queen. And they do that by the fem other female bees. They all produce this royal jelly out of the top of their foreheads. And they will feed the, the new queen exclusively. They will bury her into the, this little cocoon uh, made out of like the same material as the hive. Oh, uh, okay. And then the, they like, will, comb. yeah, the, the comb. comb material, and they will like make sure they put her in a space that's uh, that has enough. So they will take over adjacent combs as well. And they when they were continually feed her, she won't move. And then they'll fully seal her in so she can make her dramatic queen transformation. <laughs> and then she will emerge, and all the queen will do is uh, produce eggs and. Um, Basically, all she is fed is royal jelly after that point. Royal jelly being packed full of all the essential yeah, nutrients. nutrients. The other females will will be fed royal jelly at the very beginning. Um, and then once they are determined they are not the queen, they will just feed them normal bee stuff. And the same with the males. And I, I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. What really put me on bee talk was... Uh, this guy kind of talking about what was going on with his current hive. His current hive uh, just lost their queen, or the queen was killed. And um, I was kind of researching, like, what what happens with that? And I think you kind of did your research, too, on it? Yeah, so there's actually a couple different um, bee talk things that I've, I've paid attention to. Uh, there is one guy who ends up going to areas and... Uh, when someone basically reports a hive or whatever, um, he goes and he'll do this for wasps as well, but for specifically bees, he will go in and he will recover the hive itself. So he'll go in, he'll cut out any of the combs, everything like that. Um, he smokes a lot of them out so he can find the queen. He puts them in his little 3d printed little queen holder. And then he puts the queen in his, in like basically a cardboard box and, because the the queen actually basically sends out like pheromones or like signals basically all the rest of the bees will then go towards the queen if she's not in the hive and so then he'll basically set up this hive set up the queen and then all the bees then magically move into this new box um i don't remember which one it was but the one that michael was talking about was another guy who was trying to set up a hive for himself and his queen died 
Uh, actually, this was his like second queen. Um, and I don't remember whether he had an original queen or if he had a hive that didn't have a queen. No, the uh, so what happened was the old queen I think died of old age, and they just didn't have and, another. Yeah, to and then he her. went and found a queen because there are bee farms in the area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he used that first queen, and what they did was, uh, she apparently wasn't producing enough eggs, and the bees swarmed her and killed her killed her yeah um and, and that then, that that happened within a literally a couple of days yes of her and that also there. happened uh yeah and that was the new queen he installed and he was basically talking about how the bees kill uh their queen and there, there were some comments that was like why don't you save it he's like he was basically like the bees the, are gonna do what the bees are gonna this do is nature yeah if if the queen isn't strong enough or uh uh like does uh, okay. enough then i found the dude the the bees literally will then come through and say, "Yeah, you're not our queen anymore." Yeah, um, the the dude's name was uh, his TikTok channel is called Bowser. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other person I follow was uh, her name's Erica Eric Erica Eric Thompson. Okay. Um, and both of those have decent uh learning about bee stuff. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to keep talking about it. Well, I mean, in essence, the TikTok that I watched was basically he was onto a second queen. He got a queen from another hive and then hoped that she would be accepted by the hive. Yes. Um, now, one of the things that I found vastly interesting is uh, bees and ants, which I know this is not on your thing. Uh, bees and ants do something similar as well. Um, they both are kind of hive mentality things. And when a group... Uh, or when a a hive basically splinters off, like let's say, um, like half of a, a hive dies dies off, they will actually end up sometimes joining a separate hive, um, and basically they will then get acclimated. If usually it's like species or things like that, so ants actually do the same thing. Wow. Where if if there's like a little uh, like a smaller portion of ants, instead of just dying off, they if there's like a neighboring hive. They will basically acclimate themselves to that hive just so that way they can survive. Wow. Um, and bees do a similar thing as well. That's good for diversification. Yeah, too. yeah. Even if they're part of the same species, you and, know. And basically, that's the whole thing with, with the queen, right? Is if a queen from another hive comes in, as long as it's accepted by the current yes. hive, then they all get acclimated to whatever the queen signals are putting out. And that's also what was interesting is in order to introduce a queen to a new hive... She will have to put, uh, she will have to be, uh, her pheromones have to be accepted by the hive right. in the first place. So basically new hive keepers will insert the the queen into uh, the hive and basically keep her in a protected zone. Right. And then they'll pull like a little scent cork out so that way they can all smell the queen bee. First. Be- yeah. yeah. Before she is introduced. Almost like a, like a fish when you're putting it in a new tank of water. Yes. You gotta let it. Change the temperature of the water. You lick the fish first. Yeah, and exactly. Then you put it in, so it just smells like, like with you. frogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna keep going down other animals. Yeah. <laughs> just like the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaur. Yes. Um, um, and also, um, I don't know why it fascinated me so much, but they they had some really weird ways to get rid of their queen. Um, one was like, oh, you know, they just sting the queen. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. Well, uh, but the the craziest way was they would. They would make a bee ball 
on the queen, and they would all vibrate their wing muscles at the same time and overheat themselves. Oh my goodness! While surrounding the queen, self-destructing bees. Yeah. Well, no, but after they would overheat, they would switch out with other bees. Oh, so that way they don't kill them. So they don't. So they don't die. But then the queen still is overheated, and then she just dies. Wow. And I was like, that's so messed up. That's really messed up. And it's crazy that they know that. They're like, hey. B-ball time. Let's go. B-ball. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I but, would like to see videos of that. That yeah. sounds crazy. Oh, I saw some. Like, yeah, I think crazy. he was recording it when it was happening. Wow. Um, but the only reason why they don't accept the, the queen, um, either she wasn't, she didn't mature properly during her, like, 16 days of gestation, um, or the way she is the queen so in her leg, her egg laying habits, or like, um, I mean that's basically her job. Yeah, I um, mean, so it's if, just if her, or sorry, her pattern as well isn't good. They'll be like, mm, this is not good. Um, she will not lead our hive to victory. Yes, and basically it's like if the queen is not like a typewriter going up and down each of the combs and filling with eggs and maybe like leaving like one or two open spaces, she's not doing her job. Makes sense. Yeah, and I was like, wow. So that's a, a little bee. Oh, I almost said bee humor. Bee. <laughs> bee funny, Richard. Bee. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, it, I thought you were about to talk about swarming when you were talking about it initially. Oh, no, um, actually, one of the interesting things is in the, in the one dude who rescues beehives is obviously, in general, bees, wasps, all that, they do... Swarm. They have massive amounts of them and they all usually attack certain areas or mm-hmm. they defend themselves in like a hive like manner. Um, and th- I guess the interesting thing about it is uh, how usually beekeepers kind of deter that is by using smoke. Yeah. So they'll go through and they have like bee smoke that they'll go through and that kind of calms them down um, and kind of gets them all figured out and everything like that. Yeah. But even when, and that's the thing, is as you watch some of these videos, you're like, they're still going crazy. You're like, no, 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 they're calmed down. They're good. I'm smoking them. Everything's fine. And I'm like, there's bees everywhere, bro. Like, everything's going crazy. Well, He's like, no, everything's calmed down. I'm like, are you watching this video? They're, dr- they're drunk on smoke, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, okay. it's crazy. It's okay. Uh, well, and that's also with the swarming is at the end of these, these, uh, these kind of like talking about bees, they were talking about they, they usually swarm. Because they've lost their queen. Mm. So that's usually... The lack of organization. Yes. So they'll all leave their hive because basically they're doomed at that point. If they have no eggs and they have no queen, they'll all leave the hive at the same time and just swarm and be really aggressive to anybody in the the neighboring area. Interesting. Or if, you know, obviously somebody goes in and tries to remove them all from their hive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, and that's more or less what this guy's doing every time. He's going in and just moving them. Yes, but it's crazy because he doesn't wear... Any suits. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah, uh, he does when it's wasps, for one. Uh-huh. Um, he does when he sees it's a particularly angry swarm. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing is he's been doing this for a while and he is a a, um, a beekeeper. He or, smells like bees now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he um, eats honey every day. But I can tell you for sure that watching a handful of this guy's videos, he's gotten stung plenty of times. I bet you are 100% correct. Um, while... Uh, somebody else, I don't, it wasn't the Bowser guy, but somebody else was teaching me that 
um, after the bees go through their process, they found the new hive and they start making specifically honeybees. So making honey. Mm-hmm. Um, these bees will make honey in these kind of crazy stages. Honey is used for them to eat and yeah. continue living. But bees have gotten so used to predators taking their honey that uh, I don't know. The, they have a word for it, a scientific word. But they also have developed a way to make extra honey. I was going to say, don't they? They almost do basically like what squirrels and other hibernating yes. animals do. But but it's not for hibernation. It's not for hibernation. It's to ward it's off. Just, uh, okay, we just need extra food because we know we're going to get. It's <laughs> it's uh what is it? What is it? Predicted losses or whatever yes, it is. Exactly. In like, yeah. Asset protection. Yes. <laughs> and, and in their effort to asset protect, asset, asset protection. Um, they, they'll make enough, um, in the way this guy was describing is like, they'll make, um, three layers of honey. Right. And then they will make two or three more layers of honey, which is their extra. Yeah. And the guy was talking about if he, if you're taking it for honey, you just grab the top two because they're not using that anymore. Because if you take away the honey that they need, they'll die. Yeah. But if you leave them enough, then they'll keep filling up that extra supply with the honey that they don't need. So that that explains a lot about like how apiary work and how beekeeping works, basically, because in essence, they're like, all right, this honey's ready for harvest because it's the the ex- extra or yeah. um, abundant extra that that they've put together. Yeah. I, which is funny because it's like as long as the bees aren't hovering around it and it's all filled up, it's like, OK, well, now I can take it, um, which is really important. And when he was extracting that honey, there wasn't a lot of bees on that side of his hive. And I was like, that makes sense. They're if not it's, working. Yeah, if it's extra, oh, it's extra or they're not working, it's like they don't need to be yeah. there. They would be where the honey they eat is. Exactly. So that was, uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed learning about that. Also, his, his hive was like six or seven tiers high. So I was like, that's awesome. Well, and that's the thing is that if, if you kind of let them do their thing, they'll they'll go crazy. Yeah. They'll just keep populating and keep building. Now, um, bees do communicate through like wiggling their little bottoms. Yeah, they got wiggle dances. Yeah, they do little wiggle dances. Um, Not only I- that, so they'll uh, wiggle and then they'll also walk in patterns. Mm. So like uh, there's like a couple different... Uh, things that I've seen, like they'll walk in like a figure figure eight pattern, and they'll they'll like pause at specific portions and like waggle butts and stuff like that. Um, or they'll do like a like zigzag this. patterns or things like that. It's so it's not just them sitting; they usually move and waggle at the same time. Uh, there was a there was a fact I was trying to pull about um, complex communication system uh, communicate with each other through very. Waggle dance is a remarkable form of communication. Uh, <laughs> nah. No, 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 no. It might have been the math math stuff. Um, it, it was just like a fun fact about how it was related to their sense of communication where they communicate. Uh, they can communicate like about position of the sun, day and night cycle, um, polarized lights, the patterns that they see in the sky. Um, they know they can track landmarks that they have around them and communicate that with each other. In addition to using the dances and the waggle butts, they also use their pheromones to communicate with each other. Yeah, they do smell uh, communication. And that leads into, apparently, they are excellent mathematicians, and they have the ability to comprehend basic mathematical concepts, such as the concept of zero, pattern recognition, 
and solving complex mathematical problems related to foraging efficiency. Which, which makes is, sense. Which is related back the, to that they're, they're idea. the abundance of honey. Yeah, that they have recognized over the process, um, the millions of years that they have been around, that they make delicious, delicious things, and that thing, other, things other things want them. Want that food. And they go, okay, well, why don't we just make enough so that way when you attack our hive and take our honey, well, we're not dead. <laughs> It's kind of funny that basically they're like, we understand our place in the world. We understand that um, that what we make is very sought after. And so uh, in order to stay alive, we need to make sure that we've put a defense. It's basically, here's our inevitable doom. If we, if we just make sure we're prepared, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you talk about it, but like the importance of bees is like in, insanely. Well, yeah, it, they, are, they are. They are. The fact that we have lost so many bee populations over the course of however many years due to various things, including pollution and other stuff like that, um, is a problem. Um, but the, the reason is, is because they are such important pollinators and some um, some flora and fauna at like almost exclusively get their pollination from bees. Uh, like as an example in California here, we have tons and tons of, uh, nut trees and fruit trees in the middle of the state and kind of as you drive down the middle of the state and you can see literally bee boxes, bee hive boxes all throughout all of those orchards because those bees are a vastly important pollinator for nuts. They're a vastly important pollinator for, um, like fruit trees, things like that. And without them, that would be a severe problem. Massive. Th those wouldn't get pollinated, and therefore, yeah. they wouldn't be able to populate. There's actually some really weird... I mean, this is a different thing. There's just some really weird plants out there that have developed. Um, some of them have to go through like the process of being consumed and then excreted. Uh, but there's many different flowers who rely heavily on bees to get pollinated. Um, and the, the crazy thing is that a lot of people kind of are afraid of insects, specifically bees, because they have the power to sting. Um, and in their stinger is like the, a minute amount of uh, venom, which helps numb the area, but in obviously something that's a lot tinier um, would uh, basically stun them. Sadly for the, the honeybee, that would just kill them. But uh, it's interesting to note that honeybees and a couple other species of bumblebees have stingers to defend their colonies. Uh, the majority of bee species are solitary and do not possess stingers. They're just happy little bee folk. Um, and the solitary bees, which is that third uh, species I was talking about, are generally docile and pro uh, provide no threat to humans. I think that's what uh, the so I mentioned before we started recording about uh, one of the more recent TikToks that I saw was about how to um, basically have a hive of your own. Yeah. And they recommended actually leaf cutter bees um, that are very docile, um, but still do pollination. Well, and that's a the, the other thing is like what's just kind of funny is that people use this in sayings all the time is like beeswax. And they also make beeswax. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's made from the comb. Yeah, which is, I mean, if you don't know, like, the there's a big company who makes lip balm and all this other stuff out of bees. Burt's Bees. Yeah, Bert, Burt's Bees. 
Um, in addition to making honey and pollinating, they also make that. Yeah. It's just a... Uh, which I believe is what the hive is made out of. Right? Yeah, that's what the comb is. Co- natural hives yeah, are yeah. are made out of beeswax. Yeah. So bees the, are the, just the like actual important. like harder structure. That's so. If you think in your brain about um like honey, right, and like picture someone pulling out a comb and starting to scrape away honey and getting that glorious unctuousness, right? <laughs> it's all of that stuff that's left over, all of those chunks and all of the uh like actual like hexagonal yeah. base shapes, which is a very strong shape by the way. Yeah. It's kind of crazy that, that they understand that. <laughs> that is literally the 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 waxy portion. Yeah. Uh, uh which yeah. is also easily broken down, but it as as far as it is I think they actually create that by like basically vomiting it out. They, they like do. process it in their mouth and then vomit it. Yeah, out. it's like a, it's a choo-choo regurgitation thing. Right. Um, with with that, I'm gonna leave you off with one last bee fact: that bees can recognize human faces, uh, which I think that's hilarious because that might be why some bee- beekeepers, in addition, don't need to wear suits, is because the bees just go, oh. You're that guy. You're who comes, my master. You're, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, no, they're just like, hey, you're that guy who comes and puts sticks your hands in our hive every once in a while. I mean, you just think about it, like you're if the some, owner. Like a giant came over and stuck their hands in your house, like pulled off your roof, <laughs> and then like put their hands all up in your house and like. You're the bear that comes and steals our food that yeah. we've already prepared for. Yeah, you know, we we serve you dinner so you don't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Please, oh mighty hand. <laughs> Please let us live or we'll try to sting you to death. <laughs> so that was our episode about bees. Um, if you ha- if you want to start a beehive, um, Please make sure you do your research first. I was going to say every now and then, I believe, usually every year, I want to say, I've seen um, a hive uh, that they sell at Costco. Um, it's like a, like a basically a wood tubed hive. Follow, Pretty cool. Follow manufacturer instructions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, ask the bees. Ask the bees. How do I construct your hive? How do you? How would you like it? Uh, but, otherwise, there are also usually local um, groups, depending on where you live, obviously, um, that are trying to increase the bee population. We actually have, I want to say, three in our area um, that I may all be part of the same organization. Uh, but there's actually one that sells uh, honey on the weekends. Um, at the corny, corner of a, a nearby gas station, um, and they actually run a program where they will work with you and get a hive into your backyard. Whoa, that's actually um, really cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, obviously, your California. Your local farm markets also work. Yeah, yeah. If they have honey sellers there. They're usually local. Yeah, and so they're, I recommend talking to anybody who actually sells local honey because usually... They will be like, oh, yeah, we're part of this great group and we want to bring more bees into the area. So if you want to do your part, um, things like that. So you can offer up your space as long as you don't live in an apartment or anything like that. Um, I'm offering my downstairs neighbors. (laughs) Turn their entire apartment into a hive. Into a hive. (laughs) But, yeah, if you have a place to be able to store bees or you have a lot of uh, local um, wildflowers or things like that, all of that, um, look up in your area the best way – Bee-friendly plants. I highly recommend it. That's what we've done in our backyard. Um, and it's because we do have two local hives. Um, we get bees every single spring. Which is how they make different kinds of honey as well. Yeah. Um, if you so, ever wondered, uh, Minecraft actually does it right. 
where they're like, put the beehive there. Put different flowers around the hive. Yeah. That's the type of honey you're getting. Um, and so, yeah, look up online um, what local um, greenery um, are bee friendly. And I would highly recommend that you plant those because it's lovely watching bees come come around to your flowers and kind of say, what's up? <laughs> Especially because... The big fuzzy ones are, in general, the fuzzy ones in general are usually the more docile ones. The bumblebees. Yeah. The big um, however. Construction bees. I was going to say, we, like I said, we have two hives. Uh, one is a pretty sure like a regular bumblebee or uh, more docile bee. Mm-hmm. And the other is big old fat black bees, which are carpenter bees. Yeah, it's carpenter. That's why they're not. They're not construction bees. They're no, they're carpenter bees. bees. And so, so those cute. ones <laughs> actually pollinate our next door neighbor's lemon tree. And they're all over that darn thing. But they are big and black and big old fuzzy buds. Yeah, and a lot of people like uh, I remember when I was uh, when I was younger, like people going, "What is that?" Oh thing? my god, it's giant! But it's so big and fuzzy. And, they're so cute, and they generally also don't like attack you at all. They're they're a little bit more on the docile side. Just don't mess with them because they're a little bit intimidating as far as bees go. And if you wonder why they land on you, it's because they think you're a flower. Yeah. So stop wearing flower colors, and you'll don't. be fine. Don't wear things that smell like flowers. <laughs> we victimize the people and say that you're the problem. <laughs> you're, the problem. <laughs> you're the problem for wearing flower colors. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? The bees are going to sting you. Um, so we thank you for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week. Um, so you know this is going to start a couple of different pre-recorded recordings um, while we disappear to Ireland. 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 So we will... T- we won't hear from you next week, but you will hear from us. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.